Atlanta Tennis Podcast. Every episode is titled, It Starts With Tennis and Goes From There. We talk with coaches, club managers, industry business professionals, technology experts, and anyone else we find interesting. We want to have a conversation as long as it starts with tennis. Hey, hey, this is Sean with the Atlanta Tennis Podcast, powered by Go Tennis. While you're here, please hit that follow button. And after you listen, please share with your friends and teammates. Also, let us know if you have questions or topics you would like us to discuss, and we will add them to our schedule. With that said, let's get started with 10 Minutes of Tennis. Hey, hey, I always say, uh, this is Sean with Go Tennis and the Atlanta Tennis Podcast. We are here with world-renowned tennis coach. I don't know if I actually have permission to call you that, but I like calling you that, Justin. (laughs) World-renowned tennis coach, Justin Yo, the Aussie in Puerto Rico. Uh, I have a friend who calls him, uh, calls himself America in España. So he's the American living in Spain. You're the the Aussie in Puerto Rico. Um, my buddies in Pennsylvania call me the Furner. So, oh yeah, yeah, the Furner. It's spelled F-U-R-N-E-R. Furner. Furner. Yeah, exactly. That's a good. That's a good Alabama kind of talk. <laughs> I like that. But today we are talking about what player style are you, and what game style fits your abilities. So, Justin Yo, that sounds like two questions to me. So let's start with the first. What player style are you? Are there really people out there that don't already know? Yeah, look, that's a pretty detailed question now in 10 minutes, but I'll do it the fastest we can. Um, I'm going to quote some Mike Burrell here because Mike Burrell is fantastic at the little ones. Um, What he has recognized, and I've been saying this for probably two decades as well, is there's a bit of personality behind your game style. and that's where a lot of players don't get it right. Um, and we can sort of use examples, Rafa and Federer, one very quiet, one very out there. Um, I used to ask kids, would you rather sit in a corner and read a book or would you rather go watch a movie? You know, and you can sort of get an idea of personality, you know, that they're, they're the quiet one and this one's the rowdy, wild one. And you have to work with the personality sometimes to help the game start. Um, uh, because if you you try to get them nice and calm and, and just move the ball around and be passive, right, they might be a raffer and you're not utilizing their strength of their personality. So that's a good one for little ones to start to identify how to get the right game style um, around their personality. Then you then need to put them in a competitive situation and see whether they like to attack or whether they like to stay on the baseline and rally the ball. Um, their mind, maybe their mental ability isn't right there yet, so they actually struggle and start to make errors quickly. So you have to try to force uh, and work with the strength of what they have. I've seen that in a lot in juniors. You know, So juniors, they you know, get within four shots and they make you know, an error or winner then you've got to start to structure things better in those four because that's sort of where their mental state or their attention span is. Um, whereas some will say, well, you need to get them to hit 50 balls. Well, their eyes and their, their maturity won't allow them to hit 50 balls. So the quality of striking and the style of play is not going again with their personality So uh, or where they're at, obviously. And then you see kids that win a lot of tournaments that can play the game of chess 
and they just sit there mentally and, and, and you know, visually can see everything and will just eat people alive all day long. Um, so anyway, that's on the junior side. Uh, it, it takes a lot. You've got to talk with your coach. You've got to do a lot of assessment. You've got to do an all of an analysis. As the player grows, more analysis, more analysis. Um, but if I was doing put my coach development hat on, junior coach development hat from Australia, the first thing I would say for most coaches with kids is start to work with them on understanding how they can um, learn as many game styles as possible so that they learn that the game right now is the game that's going to be, again, evolved in 10 or 15 years. Um, so you have to start to give them some of the tools that's going to give them a chance in 10, 15 years. If not, uh, you can't teach them like their 80s with a windscreen wipe beforehand. Ain't going to work. Um, you know, so, you know, right now we're seeing everything's built on time, taking away time, taking the ball on the rise, getting to the net. So, you know, the sooner the coaches start to teach them those stuff, uh, the more advantages they have in those game styles. Flip it the other way, and we go to a 40-something-year-old or 30-something-year-old or 50-something-year-old. Um, they need to look at their physical capabilities and then say, all right, what can I handle? What can't I handle? Um, because some of them, like myself, I'm 50 now, and I'm reinventing, reinventing my physicality. Didn't realize my hips were so bad. And uh, a trainer twice a week is destroying my hips. But when he's doing it, what he's proven is it's not a degenerative thing. I just haven't trained them or strengthened them or given them mobility. And because of that, uh, I'm reinventing and I can actually run further, drive cross court harder. Um, serve has improved a lot. Uh, there's a lot of things. So you know, you have to weigh up your options. When you get to a later stage in life, you have to start to realize what you can do physically to play a certain game style. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. And as an adult, I'm going to ask this the similar question I seem to ask when we have these conversations, which is, okay, we have the ability to look at a young player or a beginner and, and ask these questions early. But let's say we're asking it late. Like you say, I might have to physically stick with what I'm stuck with. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Stick with what you're stuck with. Um, but in that case, it's, it's a scenario where I've got to figure out what I have. So those are my abilities and stick with that game style. But if that game, game style doesn't fit my personality, I've got this strange mm -hmm. cognitive dissonance going on, like asking me personally, mm -hmm. Sean, the player, to hit 50 balls in a row. I'm just going to walk off the court. Yep. I'm, bored. I'm just boring myself yep. into leaving the court. I'm going to hit a drop shot eventually. It's just how, how my brain works. But the more yep. I play the other style, the more my personal style works well. So it's a combination of, mm -hmm. like you say, bring in multiple styles, being able to do many of them. So my question being, how many styles are there? Are there just two? There's offensive and defensive. Is there, how many styles are there? Three, four? Have we quantified that? Yeah, I mean, we've quantified it. We've, you know, you can talk about an all-rounder. You can talk about an aggressive baseliner. Um, I think that's pretty much what we've come down to if you really look at the players these days. And the players, these players nowadays have to have an all-round game. 
Um, because if they don't have a, a defensive slice or a, or a you know cross court <laughs> winner or even just to be able to hold a rally and come to the net, um, you know one of the things that Djokovic showed very obvious that no one really talks about is I call it the opportunity world where you know uh, a ball slightly inside the baseline takes it early, moves backwards, waits for the opportunity, and then runs forward. So. There's definitely uh, all-round player is the way to go, and you've got to teach that as soon as possible. But for players of amateurs, I think you're right. I mean, um, you know, if their physicality is a certain way, then they need to try to be an expert at the first four shots. And I don't think if, you know, you grew up in the 80s and the 90s, we were all taught rally, 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 keep the ball alive, get to the net, chip and charge, all of that stuff. But we were taught to hit a lot of balls, and there was never – uh, a purpose around zero to four shots, like get it done, you know, mm-hmm. and get into patterns of going that way, then I'm going that way, just like shooting pool, eight eight balls, right? You start to think about I'm going to go that one and then I'm going to go that one, then I'm going to go that one. We didn't do that a lot or taught a lot in tennis, um, the zero to four shots. I mean, Craig Shaughnessy has proved that the average, the average point is, you know, one or two shots. If you look at the data, and even at the data, he's proven that zero to four is where people need to be teaching themselves to do something. And um, I still see a lot of rallying, still see a lot of balls. And all you're putting is traffic and, you know, yards and miles on your body when you really should be trying to work on structures and patterns. Well, that leads us into next week, which is talking about patterns, singles versus doubles. If I've got a good pattern that works for me, if my yep. kick serve to your backhand coming in, hitting a volley cross court on the ad side works really well for me, but doesn't work on the deuce side, I need to know that. And I think that suits my abilities as well. But if you don't have a nice kick serve, maybe that doesn't suit yours. So the player style doesn't work there. Justin, Yo, I appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much. Yep. You're welcome. Well, there you have it. We want to thank rejuvenate.com for use of the studio. And be sure to hit that follow button. For more tennis-related content, you can go to atlantatennispodcast.com. And while you're there, check out our calendar of tennis events, the best deals on Technofiber products, tennis apparel, and more. If you're a coach, director of any racket sports, or just someone who wants to utilize our online shop, contact us about setting up your own shop collection to offer your branded merchandise to the Atlanta tennis world. And with that, we're out. See you next time.